Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. I'm Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin. Today we are answering our own question. What the hell just happened? This time. All right, guys. So last week we just released a podcast on video games. Yep, video games. Live recorded from the recruitment week. Live recorded. And for those of you, uh, you know, I've I've had more conversations as people are hearing about the Man Catholic podcast. They've been asking, you know, so are you guys scripted? Do you have an outline? I said, you know, we usually have a general idea of what we want to go after, but a lot of it's just kind of straight from the heart. We just yep. kind of get around a table and hit record straight and have, from a, the heart. have a conversation, try to ignore Thomas and <laughs> and see what happens. And the video game one, we, we really didn't talk too much about in advance and about 90% of it we were on the same page yep but then towards the end if you listen to that episode we had some differences of opinions Brock do you want to walk us through what happened a little bit yeah yeah well and I, I even to I think to take another step back and the reason that we wanted to record this episode is that you can probably pick up on it if you're listening close like there was some legitimate conflict Tension. and some disagreement yeah and after we stopped recording there, there was some frustration that bubbled over and we had to have a conversation about it. And I think that as, as men who are trying to live the Catholic faith, learning how to have conflict well is a skill that is really important. And I think for us, you know, the three of us as friends, to be able to enter into disagreements and to, to talk through stuff, um, is just, it's, it's super important because I think most men either tend to get violent and not necessarily physically violent, although that's certainly possible, but like outburst and really angry. Or the other extreme is you just bottle it up and let resentment fester. Mm -hmm. And I think that the devil hates Catholic friendships. And I think engaging in conflict well, being able to voice your hurts and your frustrations, learning how to say sorry, learning how to forgive. um, Those are all really important. And it's something that the three of us as friends have had to do just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I, it's, it's interesting because Another element you you hinted at it is the devil, and the devil doesn't like our friendships, but he also doesn't like this effort, yep. right? I mean, we're not world famous. Well, we are around the world, but we're not huge. But but men are listening. What's we're, up, Brisbane? We're officially <laughs> world famous. Men are listening, right? And and we're getting feedback and comments and and people writing in, and so there's something good happening here, mm-hmm. and it it makes sense that the devil would try to divide us. Yeah. Uh, even in a small thing, a, a big ways. And so we have to guard that. But to your point, Brock, and part of why we're talking about this is if we hide it, the devil works in the darkness, right? Yep. He works yep. in secret. And so we, we forced ourselves to bring this to the light in the immediate moment. And then a few days later, and I think we had a really cool conversation and yep. we just wanted to share that with you guys. Yep. Yeah. You know, we turn on the mics and again, so far, we have been in total agreement about everything that we've talked about, and it's been amazing. Well, we finally had a moment, and I don't even necessarily think we were disagreeing. I think we were having a hard time understanding each other. Yep. I wasn't being clear, and we were getting to the end of the podcast. We knew we needed to wrap it up. We were trying to drive a point home, and just everything hit the we fan. We had a guest jump in. We had a random focus applicant join us, and it was just kind of crazy. And uh, kudos to Brock, because we were packing up all the gear and Brock could tell I was frustrated and which is a struggle of mine, total weakness that I'm a bottler. I bottle up my frustration and I, I hold grudges, unfortunately really working through that. But Brock looked over at me and in a very sincere way was like, dude, you okay? And it wasn't like, dude, like what's your problem? Cause that's different. That's going to solicit a different response. But he legitimately looked at me and said, Hey, you Okay. 
<laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, and we ended up talking about it. And so kudos to Brock to, to not only just kind of call it, but uh, to do it with uh, authentic care for me as a friend. No, totally. And I mean, in the moment, I was even surprised that you were frustrated, but I love you like a brother. And I could tell that something was a little off. And, um, and that's, you know, that's all it took was, hey, what, what's actually going on here? And then I want to also give you kudos because it would have been very easy for you to have been like, it's fine, nothing. Like I'm out of here, but you actually got vulnerable and said, no, when we disagreed in this way, like this was hurtful and this was frustrating. Um, and I actually think our friendship is probably better for having gone through that than yeah. it would have been if, if you would have just taken the easy road and said, I'm fine. Sure. Yeah. I think that's one of the, one of the points of, of what we learned from this and want to share is that you expressed honestly, as calmly as you could. Right. And you were, you were calm, but you clearly frustrated. And we, we had to try to listen to that. And to understand, right? Seek to understand, yep. then be understood is such a principle that's that's wise and, and worth living by. But um, so to understand what's going on. And in the moment, we were kind of still arguing a little bit with, no, I don't think that's the point or this, that. And then we just, at least my perspective was, okay, I just need to shut up. Let's just, and Brock, I think you mentioned, let's, let's just sit on it, sleep on it and revisit it. Sometimes that's really wise to just take some time to reflect more and revisit it and Three three days later, I think is when we got back together and just said, "Okay." In the meantime, I had I had reflected on w- how I handled myself in the situation, and was like, you know, I there are a couple moments I could have done way better in thinking about it, where I should have shut up, redirected, or just you know not have pushed it, or say, "Hey, let's pause and talk about this." Right, that was one thing. But we kept it going. We kept recording on it, and um, not that I don't. We didn't cuss each other out. We didn't yell. It wasn't super violent or anything. You might, might not even recognize that we had a little disagreement on it, because um, I think we eventually came to an agreement, at least on the on the recording on the podcast. But to listen, to stop, and then just to yep. be like, "Hey, let's let's revisit this in a couple of days," and then to actually follow through on that and to revisit, get back in 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 person with each other and just say, "Hey, let's talk about this." So we're yeah. we're in a healthier place. So the reason we bring this up, guys, is men suck at this, I think, typically. And I don't know why. Maybe it's culture. Maybe it's innate to us just as men, uh, you know, more survival mode where we don't need to stop what we're doing because we need to defend ourselves and and kill food and eat food. And and so maybe some of that is in us. But for whatever reason, we stink at this. And hopefully a lot of you guys are agreeing and acknowledging that reality. And so we wanted to share... One, that that we are in that struggle with you guys, that we are not perfect, that we still struggle with this, and and there's something to learn from this. And so I think some of the principles that, that we're uh, bringing up with you guys today is don't be afraid to acknowledge your frustration, I think would be the first thing. Bring it to the light. And we've talked about this in some of our purity episodes as well, that the devil hates it when you bring sin to the light. Mm-hmm. And um, same thing here. So the devil will work on your heart and your brother's heart. If you guys are frustrated with each other, he'll work on you if you're not bringing it to the light. But how quickly those frustrations could go away if you just simply acknowledge your frustration, bring it to the light. So I I would say that would be principle number one. No, I love that, Steve. I think it reminds me of a comment that a a marriage counselor gave my wife and I, because similar to you, I'm a bottler. I tend to just like, suppress the emotions a bunch of champagne over here guys (laughs) but no this this marriage counselor was like look emotions are like babies you cannot let them drive the car but you also can't just throw them in the trunk and pretend they don't exist and i do think a lot of men probably tend towards that 
let's just suppress the yeah. emotions. I'll get over it. Yeah. And, um, and, and certainly that is true of some things, right? Sure. Like there are things that you can get yes. over. Yes. Well, so but you I don't think, have to talk about everything. Right. Right. But I think if you knowing yourself can acknowledge that there is real hurt, real frustration, I love that point, Steve, like get it, get it in the light to be able to, to pull a brother aside and say, Hey, can I'm not looking to fight, but I just want to talk about this because mm-hmm. it, it hurt me. It frustrated me. Yeah. And I want to give Thomas kudos too, because that meeting that happened a couple of days later was instigated by you. Like you, you yeah. texted us and was like, all right guys, we need to circle the wagons, came over to Steve's office, poured some whiskey and we chatted <laughs> and it, you know, took us 30, 45 minutes to kind of get, get to the real stuff. Yeah. But even in that conversation, Steve, like you were opening up about stuff from your childhood and like, yeah. I, I walked out of here after that being like, I love these guys mm-hmm. and I'm grateful, even though that the, the c- circumstance kind of sucked. I, I really am grateful for getting yeah. to know you better and to see, yeah, to, to see the way that you respond to things. Yeah. So I love that point. Get it, get cool. it in the light. I think second point, Thomas, you said it is sometimes we need, just need to shut up and listen mm. to a brother. So if they're trying to share something, our job is not to react counter. or to respond yeah. or to counter, but just freaking shut up and listen, let them get it off their chest. And then if a response is needed, great, then you can enter into a dialogue. But I think giving the other person a sincere opportunity to speak would be principle too. Yeah. And then I guess that's empathetic. Being empathetic is to, to then articulate what they said back to them. Right. Right. No response, no criticism, no, but just to empathize with them and where they came from and, and just to understand again, I'd seek to understand, okay, I'm hearing this from you. No, there's no opinion in that. There's no translation. It's just what you said. But you mentioned, I wonder if guys aren't good at this because that concept of virtuous friendship is just lacking in a lot of guys' lives. And you mentioned that when we talked about video games, you know, we talked about community, right? Team Steve, you had that point about just, it's, it's a, it's a fake community, right? It's superficial. It's friendships of pleasure or utility. Mm-hmm. And we're not often in an environment where we're trying to foster virtuous friendships because you have to have these conversations. Yeah, It's hard, part right? Yep. It's, you have totally. to expose some of yourself inside. You have to listen. You have to actually put effort into it. And it's a lot easier not to put effort into something, right? Because it takes effort. And so I think that's part of it too, it's just, yep. which is why, again, we're going back over this because it's get the frustration out. Principle two, Steve, you mentioned, shut up and listen. But again, I just want to bring that point that we talked about last time of the virtuous friendship thing. Yep. That's, I think, at the heart of this. And I think I, I would go principle number three would be um, stick with your commitment to the relationship. And so I think so often because we hold those grudges, Brock, we then create distance and separation from those friendships yep. and relationships. And I think this is why divorce is so is so rampant right now is it is so easy to just throw in the towel, right? Yep. Disagreement after disagreement after disagreement, we convince ourselves, well, this relationship is no longer worth it or it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And instead, the three of us had to look at each other and say, we're committed to this. We're not going anywhere. Yep. You know, so let's let's figure this out. Let's love one another through this. And I think that's a really big point. Um, and my wife and I joke all the time, not all the time. It's not, it's not bad like that, but we joke often that we're not going anywhere. Like we're stuck in our marriage. Like there's no option B like Mm -hmm. this is it. And, and that is just a solid foundation on our relationship. Like we can be mad for a day or two or three and guess what? That other person's still going to be there Mm -hmm. because we know we're not going anywhere. And I think with, with virtuous friendships, Thomas, that that's got to be part of it. That mm-hmm. um, 
whether it be you and your spouse, you and your fiance, you and your you know girlfriend, or just you and your brothers. Yeah. And I think that's what we're going after here is you and your brothers. Once you have found that community, once the Lord has gifted you those friends, fight for them. You got to fight for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you sharpen a knife or a sword or an axe on a grindstone or sharpening stone, you're actually taking parts of the knife, mm-hmm. sword, whatever the tool. You're actually taking part of it off, right? It's losing part of itself to be sharpened. And so scripture tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Yep. So yeah, that hurts, right? You're chaffing, you're rubbing, you're, you're taking self away from you. You're letting God's grace take some of you away so there's more of him, right? So you can love better. Yeah. I think that's part of the process. Yep. And so, well, and when iron sharpens iron, it, both pe- uh, pieces of the iron will lose yeah, sure. parts yeah. of itself, yeah. right? Yeah. The other thing I've been told a lot is that when iron sharpens iron, sparks fly. So don't be uh, surprised when that happens, yep. you know, that good friendships will create these moments of sparks flying like we had totally. to end our podcast Some, and, and in between. Sometimes in a marriage, it ends with good sparks too. <laughs> Right. Tell us more about that, right. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, the look in your eye right now is creeping me out. So, no, I, and I to add to that, I think the words "I'm sorry" and "I forgive you" are so crucial to actually own where your own shortcomings are is is really freeing. Because I do think we we are so good at kind of projecting this perfect veneer to the world of "I got it all." I'm, you know, I'm taken care of. I've, I've got my eyes dotted and my T's yeah. crossed and everything's fine. To be able to look a brother in the eye or a spouse or, or whatever, to look them in the eye and say, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I did not live up to the man that I was trying to be. And, and even in this particular instance, like when we started arguing in the last podcast, I'm the one that kind of turned it into team Thomas, team Steve. And like, I thought we were just joking around, but to recognize like, as you were opening up and, and, and being vulnerable for me to actually apologize for that, even if I didn't think that there was like in the moment, I didn't think anything happened that was wrong, but because my brother was affected, even if I don't think there, there was an issue, I have to, I have to step in and own that and say, I'm sorry. And it's so freeing then to have you say, I forgive you Yep. and no, we're like, we will get past this. And, and I, I love that point too of, you know, it took, we took a couple days when we were in marriage prep, uh, my wife, Alicia and I were down in college station, Texas as focused missionaries down at Texas A&M hook them, gig them. There was this older couple who was kind of like, they weren't doing marriage prep, but they kind of were, I guess, somewhat of a mentor couple, but they told us the worst advice we ever got was never go to sleep angry. They said the, the right advice is never go to sleep angry two nights in a row. Like there are certain times where like, you know yourself, you recognize that the wheels are just spinning and and emotions are kind of running out of control. Like, and this is what we did. We said, great, let's take a couple days. Let's, you know, we'll revisit this on Monday. Um, And I think that's really healthy relationship advice is like, don't, don't let that, you know, the the sun set on your anger. Sometimes you need to just get a good night's sleep, get some food, like get some, some perspective, Mm -hmm. but don't let it, don't let it fester, I think is the point there. And, and saying, I'm sorry. And hearing, I forgive you. That's just so crucial. Yeah, and I would lock that in for principle number four is those five words. I'm sorry, and I forgive you. And I, you know, I think for some reason, it might even be a lack of humility where we we change the way we say I'm sorry. You know, where we have been trained to say like, oops, my bad, my fault, mea culpa. Bro, just own it. And say the words, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My, you know, like, I messed up, I'm sorry. I think that's so important, Brock. I couldn't agree more. The other thing 
that, and I don't know why we do this. Whenever people say, I'm sorry, what do we usually say? It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not okay. That's the whole point of this. It's okay. It's fine. No, it's not. And that isn't the reciprocal uh, action that's needed to respond to, I'm sorry. What's what's needed is, forgiveness. I forgive you, forgiveness. Yeah. And so Allie and I make a huge point of that as well, that when someone says, I'm sorry, the words, I forgive you, need to be shared. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love it too. Yeah, so I, I love those points to go back and say, point number one, when there is conflict, how do we have conflict well? One is get it in the light, right? You got to be honest. You got to mm-hmm. vocalize. If there's if there's genuine hurt and frustration, principle number one is get it into the light. Number two, when there's conflict, the second principle was shut up and listen. That it, it, Especially in that moment, it's way more important to seek to understand than it is to be understood. Point number three, be committed to the relationship. Anything good in this life is worth fighting for. And we, you, you guys all know that our relationships are under attack. Mm-hmm. Those relationships that are most important to us, they take effort. It, it requires us to be committed and to fight for them and sometimes even fight against ourselves. And then principle number four, those words, I'm sorry and I forgive you. To own what you need to own and then to forgive when you've been wronged, yep. uh, that actually creates the freedom for relationships to develop and, and for friendship to grow. My wife's really good. She has us at home, and I don't do this well, but with our kids it's easier to, because to, you're watching your kid to instruct rather than actually improve your own life, right? But when they ask forgiveness to say, I'm sorry, do you forgive me? Not Mm. just, I'm Mm. sorry, right? But actually, do you forgive me? And that's just so much easier for them, for then the the other child to reciprocate and say, Mm. I forgive you, and then to embrace the hug. And I think that's such a great point, though, that that you're making of to really ask for forgiveness and to say, I'm sorry. And guys don't like to do that because we have egos, especially. Mm -hmm. And you know, our pride is, is horrible and that's what needs to get sharpened away in most of these moments. But, but that's a great point. And I think that was, it was beautiful to see us do that and see you guys do that and to offer forgiveness and ask for forgiveness and to apologize. And so I appreciate you guys and for your willingness to have this conversation. I think one action item for all of, all of us listening would be to just prayerfully think what, what's a relationship in my life that is worth fighting for that needs Mm -hmm. some attention that Mm -hmm. needs, that needs some processing or healing. And how can we take those four principles into yeah. that relationship? Maybe it's with one of your parents. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it is with a, a, a buddy or a brother. Um, so take five minutes and just ask yourself, like, what what relationship in my life worth fighting for needs some reconciliation, needs some healing? And then go do just that. I mean, it's so edifying to have. It may come out of the blue for your friend or your spouse, but just to sit down and say, hey, I want to have a, a conversation because I feel like we're, we're missing each other a little yeah. bit. And to be honest with you, like this relationship is worth fighting for. And I love you too much to let things stay where they are. That's such an edifying totally. you know, way to start a conversation, whether it's a parent, a spouse, a sibling, a friend. Um, and so think through who, who are those relationships and what are those relationships in your life that need some reconciliation? The good news is there's two good, good, two points of good news. There's two points of good news here. One, if you guys are not married, you probably will be. And the more you practice this kind of stuff, asking for forgiveness, listening, all the principles we rattled off, the easier it's going to bring into your marriage, yep. right? And the way that you you enter into this, these situations with your wife. The second thing is it actually gets easier, right? Like virtue, yep. it's a habitual disposition to do the good. As you start to do these things, it becomes um, a virtue. And so therefore easier to do, which is also really good news, I think. Really appreciate this. We're going to go hug it out as soon as we uh, hit the record button here. So that was, I think, Thomas, you added that as a bonus principle number six. (laughs) Hug it out. 
<laughs> guys, what a what a great uh, learning moment we had. Hopefully, you guys all learned something as well. We are just kicking off some social media. So you can find us at Man Catholic Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Bam. And uh, follow us there and send us some topics. We got a great email recently from a listener uh, somewhere in the country where... Iowa. Iowa, who's going through some things and, and just wanted actually... Uh, someone to chat to so uh, i think brock set up some time to chat with uh, him and yep. on thursday so we appreciate all our listeners please continue to share the podcast our hope is not to beget our hope is not to get big rich and famous off this but just to share the love of jesus with men totally. help men be virtuous men in a crazy world so Amen. appreciate all of you guys listening we'll catch you next time on the man catholic podcast god bless <laughs>